Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com slash Sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. The question that we're going to be posed with is versus. Does that mean that it's sort of like you draw a line and say you either have care or you have justice and the two don't like intrude into each other's domains? Or does justice come in to some extent into a care perspective and does care come in to some extent into a justice perspective? This, this doesn't mean that they're fused together exactly the same thing, but do they modify each other? So here's one of the criticisms. Friedman said justice is relevant to care in at least three different ways. So this would be where justice goes in. What would those ways be? Okay, so one of these is this issue of the giver and the receiver. Whenever you have a relationship, there's always the possibility of imbalance of what people are putting into their relationship. You guys are all familiar with this, right? From friendships, from professional relationships that you've had, probably from some family things as well. Think about, for example, a couple where uh, we'll make it a you know, sort of stereotypical thing. The woman does all of the things within the home, decorates it, makes sure that it's a nice living space, uh, arranges everything, takes care of all that sort of stuff. The guy goes out, works, comes home, puts his feet up, and watches TV. What do you think of these new decorations? I don't care. She's doing stuff for him. He is a receiver in that case. She makes him great meals. He appreciates the meals. Can you make me more of this stuff? Really like this meatloaf. How about we have that five nights a week? Okay, that sounds good. You know, whatever makes you happy. Now, is he giving anything in return? Well, you know, maybe he's paying for things. That's not really the same thing, is it? It's not the same thing as attention or affection. So maybe, you know, after a while she gets, gets sick of it, she says, you never listen to me. That's a common complaint made in relationships both ways, by the way. What is somebody complaining about in that case? You're not actually giving me attention, which is a good within a relationship. It's not a monetary good, but it's a very important emotional good. Isn't it? You know what it's like when you're not listening to. The difference between that and somebody actually listening to you kind of, you know, irritates you when somebody doesn't listen, right? I feel like, what's the point? So that can be understood as an imbalance of justice. If I give attention to you, let's say it's a friendship. If I listen to your BS and your venting and your nonsense, shouldn't you have to listen to mine? Isn't that fair? That's a justice perspective, right? But it's coming into a relationship. So that's one way in which it's important. Like she says, quite often women serve men's physical and psychological needs and wants rather than the other way around. It's women who feed men's egos and women who tend men's needs. Unless it's inequitable, if you're talking about inequity or justice, inequitable state of affairs is remedied over time, then women's acts of caring get turned into what? Masochism. What's masochism? If you guys are familiar with that term, somebody's a masochist. What does that mean? They've been intro to psych or... Yeah. They can take that shape sometimes. It's all harming. Oftentimes, masochists are willing to let other people hurt them because they get something out. And sometimes they come to desire that. There's actually an old joke. What does a masochist say? Hurt me, hurt me. And what does the sadist say to the masochist? No. Because the sadist enjoys messing with other people, and usually a sadist would want to inflict harm on other people, but the masochist actually wants the harm, so the sadist says, screw you, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Frustrate you either. But relationships can become masochistic. Very often abusive relationships have, have an element of this. Within 
That's why it's hard to get out of abusive relationships because it becomes a cycle, and that's why people who've been abused often end up in new abusive relationships because it takes on this, this character. That's where care could go wrong, and justice needs to come in to modify care. Another problem is let's call it vulnerability within relationships. You're more vulnerable to people who you care about and care for than to any stranger on the street, right? I mean, you care what people who you're close to think of more than you care about people who you don't know. Cool, right? Even with Facebook and likes and things like that, mean comments, most people care more about what their frequent interactors think than Joe Schmo over here. So she points out, personal relationships create special vulnerabilities to harm. And someone I care about who supposedly cares about harms me, justice, once again, justice comes in, says that harm should be right. A care perspective doesn't get you there. Care by itself just says, keep on caring. Justice says, no, stop caring at that point and demand that things be set right before you start caring again, because otherwise you're still more and more vulnerable to that person hurting you. And she also says something really interesting. When I, when I was first reading this, I didn't catch that. I was thinking, well, okay, I care for somebody else. That makes me vulnerable to them. She actually says, the fact that someone cares for me does not give him or her the license to exploit and oppress me. So it's not just about the person who's caring getting screwed over by somebody who's being you know, mean to them, taking advantage of their vulnerabilities, their giving nature, their nurturing. Being caring also doesn't give you a license to be abusive to other people. And you see this quite often in relationships, where somebody is good to a person in one way and then bad to them in another way. And then when they, get, they hear complaints, quit doing that to me, they say, yeah, but I'm doing this for you too. Don't you like when I do this? So Tawny is saying... That's a case where justice should intervene. The third thing is relationships. Relationships have a lot of, um, what should we call them? Not, not necessarily temptations, but uh, it's possible for injustice to take place very easily within the context of relationships. Let's call these, we'll just say problematic in this sense. Think about a family situation. How many of you have brothers and sisters? Or I should say a brother or a sister, because not all of you have brothers and sisters, right? You understood what I meant. So nearly all of you. Is your are your siblings into exactly the same things as you? Do they need do they have the same needs, the same wants, the same desires as you do? Now imagine that you're your parents and you're you're really interested in in helping everybody. Your parents may be like this or may not, but just imagine that they are. Everybody should flourish. Everybody should be doing well. We should try to satisfy everybody's desires, at least insofar as they're good for them, will they give you the same thing as they give your siblings? Why not? Because you're different, and you need different things. And do you ever feel like you maybe got the better end of the deal, or your sibling got the better end of the deal? You know, I mean, who, who usually gets the most attention? Is it the kid who's focused, quietly doing well, or is it the screw-up kid? The screw-up kid, right? Why? Because the screw-up kid actually needs more attention. Is that fair? Really, who should be getting more attention? It should be the one who's actually not screwing up, right? Care has a tendency to lead to giving more and more attention that way. That can lead to some imbalances, some, some lacks of fairness, which justice would be the thing to, to call in mind, to remedy it. She you know, says, should mom and dad give their son Jim privileges they're not willing to give their daughter Sue? Should Mr. and Mrs. Jones pay for Grandpa Jones much-needed vacation or daughter Beth summer camp? These are the sort of issues that people face all the time. It doesn't necessarily even have to be that. Who should have the second job? And who should stay home to 
keep the family going? Who should have to go to work? Who should get to go to school? These are all really vital questions, aren't they? And the worse the economy gets, the more pressing these sort of things get. I think when you guys are having kids, because the economy doesn't show any sign of like, you know, radically restructuring itself, you guys are going to be faced with these kind of dilemmas quite a bit. And so caring could actually lead to one child getting way more time, attention, resources than justice would say that they deserve. So justice would have to come in to modify that. Does it work the other way around? Does caring have anything to contribute to justice? She gives some examples. When we don't punish adolescents as the same as adults, we do sometimes punish them as adults if what they've done is particularly heinous. What's going on there? Why are we not punishing even sometimes a 16-year-old who may be a you know, terrible person as an adult? Yeah. Because don't we consider their enough to be like mentally fully developed enough to make the right decision? That's one element of it. Now notice, you know, when it comes to impulse control, when when are your brains actually fully developed? Are your brains actually fully developed? Why not? Uh, That's what the researchers are saying now, that you don't have the same impulse control at 24 that I do at at 43. There's exceptions, of course. Some people are outliers and all that. But it it takes some time. So, I mean, if if that's the reasoning, maybe we should actually try 21-year-olds different, 40-year-olds. That's part of it. Do we also feel a sense of compassion or pity or something like that, sympathy? That would be that would be caring, intruding into justice. And perhaps, I mean, what do you guys think? Should that be the case? Should we have that option for, say, judges? Or should we just say, nah, 16-year-olds, you're basically the same as an 18-year-old. Let's try to get the same. No? Another example is more common. We sometimes give people another chance because it would be too cruel to ruin their lives on account of a single mistake. When you guys address that application assignment with the student who cheated, some of you came up with the option, well, the professor ought to like sit down with her and actually discuss this with her and say, you know, what's up with you? Why are you doing this? you got to knock this stuff off. I'm not going to like turn you into the dean, but I, I am going to make you retake the test or something like that. That would, in fact, be a caring act, wouldn't it? It would be showing a kind of empathy and care for the well-being of that student when justice would say, and somebody said, no, the student ought to be punished. Right? You were taking a justice perspective. Some of you did it from a utilitarian perspective. You know, Look, you know, the school's having trouble with grades, cheating, and you know, all that stuff. we got to make an example of this one. Well, that would be the justice perspective. When we're saying, no, we're not going to ruin this person's life or career or academic record for this one case... That's care going into justice. Here's another example I I like particularly. We occasionally give people more than their fair share because why? We want to cheer them up. Now, does justice ever tell you that you ought to cheer somebody up? That they're deserving of you cheering them up? No, it's because you actually feel affection for them, you like them. I don't know, do you think that's a good thing? That every once in a while we, we give people more than their fair share because we want to cheer them up? Attention, stuff that we have available to us. I think that's pretty important. So that would be another way in which caring can, can actually come in and fit in with justice. So that's one important set of criticisms and how those can be addressed. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. 
You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.